We're going to go inside a little bit of the life and a little bit of the career right now of some of the top racers that hail from the state of Arizona. I'm your host, Devin Henry, and we are going all the way to Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's the big one going on right now. And joining us on the inside lane, he is one of only two drivers to sweep USAC's prestigious Triple Crown, a multi-time Copper World Classic champion, one of the youngest drivers to qualify for the Indy 500, the 2007 Chili Bowl runner-up, racing for McKinney Taylor Yaley, driver the number two J from Phoenix, Arizona. It's JJ Yaley. JJ, thanks for joining me, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, everything's pretty nice here so far in Tulsa, so... Uh... We'll uh, hope that it continues along that same path. Yeah, so, so the last time I saw you in person at the Chili Bowl, you are driving those 47 cars. Lately, you've been driving the 1ST. Of course, for those of you who have trouble, that's first is what the number is. But now you're the 2JJ. Excuse me for possibly being obvious, but was this someone's idea to play on your JJ name? I'm just curious. I got to know, man. <laughs> uh, it is. And, I, you know, honestly, <laughs> that was my original. Uh, that's been my original number. Um when I was a rookie starting racing in, in 1991. So it was 2J, always kind of was that. And, uh, you know, when I was 1ST, I had a, another partner uh, with the, the midget that I run here at the Chili Bowl. And uh, I've run that for a number of years. And just, you know, drivers always have that, uh, uh, you know, that thing we get a little nervous about and, and worried about. And, you know, we're a little superstitious. So. <laughs> Wasn't getting it done, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back to uh, my original number for the Chili Bowl since it's a car that, uh, that I own. So uh, back to 2J, which they usually make you run a letter when you have 350, yeah. uh, 360 entries. They, they run out of numbers, so they start issuing you a letter. So uh, like you said, uh, it's, uh, it's great to be at this race. That's, you know, obviously, this is, my, uh, this is my 24th attempt at uh, taking home the Golden Driller. I've finished everywhere except for the top of that podium so that's uh, that's our goal we built a new car here uh i have the sponsor from my cup car from from uh texas maximum elevation off-road and just uh looking to uh be one better than uh, i've done here previously yeah back in 07 you were runner-up to your former nascar teammate tony stewart now this year this time around you just raced last night fifth place in the race of champions now it's your qualifying day it's the big big day thanks for taking the time to join us on your qualifying day you have eight career saturday a main appearances uh so when you're looking at your qualifying day what pops out to you as what needs to get done today to get you ready to either go into the alphabet soup or wait all day on saturday to hop into the a <laughs> well usually for me uh it's it's either one or the other everything goes uh, like clockwork and we have a great you know great preliminary night and everything goes well or uh you know i've it seems like i've had more situations where we've gone through the heat race gone through the qualifier been one of the top five or six point getters and then just get caught up in some kind of mess uh in the preliminary night feature and it just you know it creates issues and puts you back into what what happens on saturday in that alphabet soup so you know, we've 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 battled electrical issues, motor brakes, and, and like I said, getting crashed. So, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it, it's a matter of uh, weighing your options. You know, what's the best thing? Is a, is a sixth-place finish in your preliminary night that's, you know, obviously going to put you about a B main on Saturday better than going for it and it going bad and you being in an E main or, a, you know, or maybe even worse. So, uh, you know, those are the things I'll have to do as a driver on the fly and make the decision. But, you know, last year we just were kind of mediocre, finished seventh. Um, wasn't what we really wanted. So, like I said, we've, I've built a brand-new race car to come here this year and hope that uh, some of the things have changed are going to, you know, 
speed me up to where we can put ourselves in contention and try to win. Now, I constantly try, and I know you do too, PR people for racing, trying to tell people why racing is important. And this chili bowl throws people off because I say 360 drivers racing midgets, and they go, what are they racing? I'm like, no, 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 midget race cars. But what is the toughest part? Can you pin down what the hardest part of running against 360 other guys over the span of an entire week is there a way to pin down what the most difficult part of this process is at the Chili Bowl Nationals? Uh, I mean, it's usually just a matter of kind of uh, either dodging uh, dodging the other competitors or really just trying to outguess the racetrack. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, the, the clay here for this event doesn't hold the moisture or give you the grip that it used to. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a matter they've mixed some uh, – new new product in with it or if it just you know kind of lost some of that stickiness and it's kind of wore out but uh, for whatever reason you know the, the racetrack continues to kind of change and evolve and, and you know for me i don't race dirt as often so you know it's a matter of kind of you know leaning back on all the things i used to do and some of those things work some of those things don't work so uh you know there's a little bit of trial and experimentation that goes on which is difficult when you get such a limited amount of laps so you know luckily for me i was able to use um you used last night as kind of a test session and see what we could get going. And uh, like I said, we were coming on strong there the, the latter part of the uh, the champion race. I, I missed fourth place by just a few uh, few inches and, and, and felt pretty comfortable with the car. So uh, that's the goal here for the rest of the afternoon is kind of tweak and, and make some changes and see if I can't find a little extra speed. Now, when you talk about winners, of course, you, are a, you swept the USAC Triple Crown Championship, Silver Crown, midget sprint cards all in a single year, but when it comes to the Yaley household, um, I feel like it might be a little bit of a stronghold trying to figure out who's the best. Your wife is a better half-dash champion, and then your daughter, who did a phenomenal intro of, of you at Bristol a couple of years ago, she was most recently Miss North Carolina preteen as well, and on top of that, she's won a few other competitions, I think, as well. What is the competition like in this household, JJ, trying to be number one? Uh, it's it's tough, and unfortunately for me, uh, after my wife won the better half dash, the trophy that they presented her with is is about six feet tall. So, uh, you know, sometimes it pains me when I walk in the house and I see that trophy sitting there because she does have the biggest tra uh, biggest trophy in the house. But uh, it, it's uh, you know obviously everything's about family, and uh, you know, I think with competition we kind of make ourselves all better. And uh, you know, my daughter's now thirteen; she plays on her golf team, so we. Uh, we now are playing golf on a regular basis as a family, which is also always a, a competition. So, you know, I mean, that's that's been my life since I was a kid, and, uh, you know, that's kind of what drives you to make yourself better. So it's it's always friendly and, and good, but, um, yeah, it's uh, it's always exciting at the Yaley household for sure. Now, I want to reminisce a little bit before we, we, we let you go off to your qualifying day. Uh, we're almost coming up on the 10-year anniversary of the final race at Manzanita Speedway, one of the most historic tracks in the world really and uh, I just want to talk a little bit about Manzini Speedway. I remember way way back when uh, you would like to rip it around there on the half mile every now and again. One day during hot laps you ripped it a little bit too hard. I think you went over the turn three fence and had to outrun the junkyard dogs on the other side of that wall but coming up on 10 years after Manzanita you know you were there for Copper World, you were there for Western Worlds, other races as well. Uh, looking back at Manzanita what did you learn there whether it be from your dad, Cactus Jack Yaley, or just racing there in general, that brings you to where you are today? Uh, you know, I mean, for all the dirt tracks that I've raced at, you know, around the world, and obviously Manzanita, 
for its time was, you know, one of those three crown jewels. You had Eldora, Knoxville, and Manzanita. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, just, you know, location and issues and growth, uh, you know, it gobbled up uh, Manzanita like it did Ascot and some of the other famous racetracks, which is obviously very disappointing. But it was, you know, it was such a tough racetrack. I mean, it was a big, fast half mile, which there's not a lot of those uh, left in the country. And, uh, you know, it was tricky. It had great grip. You know, you had the quarter mile that was a was a really a stellar quarter mile to run as well. But, you know, between the two and, the, you know, always made the front straightaway an interesting uh, place to try to, to get through because of those, you know, the transition between the two. Um, you know, I, I remember as a kid running around uh, the grandstands at Manzanita when my parents would drop me off where they go to the pits and, you know, a, a ton of memories from, uh, from that place. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, like I said, it's very disappointing that it's now gone. But, uh, you know, I know there's some other great dirt tracks in the area that are, are thriving now. So, you know, uh, when sometimes when one thing goes away, something else pops up, which is, which is good for uh, the racing there in Arizona. And then one more quick thing to look back on the racing world is mourning on the loss of J.D. Gibbs. Who, of course, you raced for Joe Gibbs Racing back in NASCAR uh, for a little over a year. And you had interactions with J.D. where you kind of broke into NASCAR. So... Uh, just tell me a little bit, because I didn't know him or anything, but you hear just phenomenal things about J.D. and, and what he did for our sport. No, J.D. was, was definitely uh, one of the good guys. He always wore a, a huge smile, and uh, there, was, there usually wasn't a, you know, a lot that got him down. And, uh, you know, that kind of uh, personality was definitely infectious to, to the group and the organization. And, uh, you know, obviously when uh, when he told us or you know he told everyone uh of his his disease and you know he could see the rapid decline in his health you know it was just you know sometimes you sit there and wonder why something like that could happen to such a, a great person but um you know his family uh they were great people and you know unfortunately they're gonna have to get along without him and uh you know he's gonna be one of those guys that a lot of people are gonna miss and uh you know just kind of a sad situation but uh you know we'll uh We'll definitely always keep him in our mind and our prayers, and uh, you remember the good times that uh, he shared with us. So before I let you go off to your qualifying day, I want to run a little segment I like to call Quick Time. I'm going to give you some rapid-fire questions. Looking for some rapid-fire answers back. Some of them are factual. Some of them are opinion. You ready, JJ? Yep, ready to go. All right, this one might be tough. Favorite racetrack, dirt or pavement? Either or. I would be dirt. And then anyone favorite that comes to mind track. specifically? Uh, specifically, uh, my favorite dirt track is going to be Ventura, California. Ooh, uh, ones are one. left, or maybe, uh, or even uh, uh, like Lima, Ohio. It's just a great little third mile, high bank, fun place to go. There's a lot of good ones around there, but Ventura has always been one of my favorites. Love Ventura. So I heard you're a tinkerer when it comes to the race car. How many times have you changed the setup already this weekend? Uh, four. Four times? Four going on five. You're going on five four and only one on race? Five. <laughs> and I've only run I've only run one race, correct. All right, last question here. If you can pick any kind of car that you are most comfortable in, the most where you feel behind uh, or you most you feel the most at home behind the wheel, what kind of car is that? Uh it's probably going to be a sprint car. Sprint car. Yeah, good old Absolutely. times back at Manzanita. Good to have you in NASCAR, but it's great to see you back on dirt all the time, JJ. Thanks for joining me here on the Inside Lane. All right, thank you. All right. How, hey, good luck in your qualifying night. Kick some butt for us for Arizona. All right. You appreciate it very much. This was the Inside Lane here on Sport360AZ. Be sure to keep it to the website all the time for all your racing content.